How good. Oh, love that. Just feel ready. I feel like the Spirit's here this morning. I'm so excited to be sharing uh, for Vision Saturday this year. It's going to be um, an exciting day and an exciting year. As, you know, this has been in the works for a few months. And um, as Julie shared before, unfortunately, Mike can't be here. He gave me a call on Thursday and hardly being able to talk, he said, look, I don't think I can do it. I don't, I'm not going to be here. And um, he, he wished with all his heart that he could be here, but unfortunately, he can't. So you guys are stuck with me two weeks in a row. So apologies. But um... <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. No. <laughs> Yeah, so if I haven't met you before, my name's Lockie, uh, one of the pastors here at Gold Coast Central, and I'm very excited. If you're a first-time guest, if you're a visitor, you've picked a great day to come, because today we're actually going to be sharing to you why we exist as a church, what we're all about, and where we're headed this year. So um, get excited. It's going to be a very exciting day, very exciting uh, message that I have to share. But to kick it off, I wanted to share something really important, um, and that is our why as a church, why we are here, right? We call it our vision here at Central, and it's really important that we catch this. Okay, so I'm going to share this now, and I want you to repeat after me, okay? This is our vision. It's to, so repeat after me, ready? It's to draw our community into a loving relationship with Jesus. With Jesus. Okay, super simple, right? But this is our why, this is our vision. So everything we do here at church, we want it to align with this, that everything we do, that we would do it in a way where it would draw our community into a loving relationship with Jesus, Right? And we don't want to hide that. We want to post that up everywhere. We talk about it all the time. And if you're getting sick of me talking about it like I have been for the last year, then that's a good sign that it's starting to stick. So uh, I'm glad if that's what you're feeling. Um, but if not, this is why we exist as a church. Right? We want people to encounter Jesus and then to follow him. Okay, and we have something that we call our model, but it's kind of the four steps that we have that we want to lead people through. And these are four steps that um, you know, we, we want everyone to go through, right? Whether you're new to faith, whether you've been following Jesus for a long time, because we believe there's nothing like holy about these particular steps, but what they do for us in terms of our own relationship with God and with others is pretty remarkable, right? So the first step that we have in like how we achieve this is we want people to know God, right? To know God. God. And that's the first step in your walk with God. It's not just to know about Him, but to know Him personally. And so every week as you come into church or as you go to Bible studies or as you have conversations, we hope that you actually get a picture of Jesus that is so compelling, so exciting that you want to be a part of this journey, right? That's the first step. We want people to know God. The second step is we want people to find freedom, find freedom. You know, we believe that when you follow Jesus and you experience salvation, Satan can't take that away. But what he will often try to do is to distract you or to tempt you or to try and pull you away from what God is calling you to do. And when he, when he does that, what it does is we feel like we're in a place where we get stuck or where we, we don't know what's the next step for us. But through the power of community, we're able to come together and with the power of the Holy Spirit, we're able to actually find freedom from those things that are holding us back. And when you do find freedom, the very next thing you're able to do is the third step, to discover purpose. We believe that every single one of us are created on purpose, for a purpose, that God has created you uniquely and beautifully in a way that he wants to, to take you and use you to do some incredible things for his glory, for his kingdom. And that's the third step, it's to discover purpose. And the final step, the fourth step, is to then go and make a difference, to take what your purpose is, what you're called to do, your gifts, your talents, your passions, and to use them in a way that's going to bring glory to God, that's going to grow his kingdom, where he's going to be able to use you, okay? 
So that all fits together like this, all right? We have our model, okay? So we have know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. And then below that, we have kind of the primary ways we do that. So we have like our worship services here each week, and that's where we want people to be discovering who Jesus is, discovering God, and, and having a genuine encounter with Him. Then we want them to find freedom through life groups, right? So whether that's here on a Saturday morning, whether that's midweek on a SUP board or in a kayak, whether that's, you know, going to Kids Connect, whether, you know, whatever avenue that is through community, we want people to be finding freedom to be connecting with people that are able to help them through this life together and then the the third step discover purpose we've actually set up over the past year something called the growth track and in a moment I'm going to invite someone up who's going to share a little bit about that and their experience with it Um, but that's a a really great kickstarter or kind of a recalibrator for you if you want to get on that own journey uh, for yourself of discovering purpose and the final one is to make a difference so we want you to get involved, to serve, to, to, to join the team, to be a part of what we do here at church, not just within our walls, but outside our walls as well, in reaching out to the community to make a difference. Okay, so that's, uh, that's all like the, the theory stuff out of the way, right? We're going to kind of put some, uh, paint a picture of what this looks like. So uh, can you just give a huge round of applause to Azalea as she makes her way up? She's going to share a little bit about this and what it looks like. Awesome. Welcome, Zay. Welcome to the stage. You saw Azalea singing before. How awesome. Um, so, Zay, can you tell us really quick just a little bit about yourself, maybe what you do with your time, stuff like that? Um, so, in my spare time, I like to play my guitar. I recently got it um, for a Christmas gift. And, yeah, I've just been teaching myself and just singing. Yeah, I like doing that. Awesome. So good. And you go to school. What year are you in? I'm in year 10, and I attend um, Gold Coast Christian College. Awesome. Sweet as so... So can you tell us a little bit about um, your own journey with God, what that looks like for you, maybe like how you connect with God? Just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so about like two years ago, I got baptized. Um, and from there, I think like praise and worship has been a big part of it. Yeah. Um, and recently, like in the last year and this year, I sung at one of the summer camps. And um, yeah, it just helps me connect to God on a spiritual level. Mm. And yeah, I just think, like being around people and like big camps and summer camps, it just helps me a lot with my journey. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, now, we also, we're a part of a life group that meets each week. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that and, and what, that, yeah. what that's all about, what we do there? Yeah, so like every Sunday or so, we um, meet at my house and have a Bible study um, with my family and like the phrases. Um, and we, Lockie like helps us um, and we're just discovering our purposes lately um and yeah it's been it's been good awesome so on that we actually so azalea's group was the group that we walked through the growth track with as like our first kind of trial of it to see how it would go um and can you just tell us a little bit about some of the stuff you learned in the growth track um how you kind of feel now after doing it in terms of your own walk with god and yeah just unpack that for us yeah so um we finished last sunday and um I think my favorite step of the track was discovering like my purpose and my gifts and like how I can use them in the church um, and it helped me to I'm more passionate like to do it and I'm like ready to take a next step um, in growing my gifts and yeah using God's yeah. That's so good. And like we saw that today, right? Like you have a passion for music. You have a gift of leadership and connecting with people. Um, and yeah, so awesome to see you walking that and living that out. Um, what would you say to anyone who's thinking about doing the growth track maybe or interested in, in learning a bit more? Like what encouragement would you give to them? Yeah. Um, if you're wanting to, definitely do it because um, it helps you a lot um, with finding your purpose in the church and um, what you can do in the church um, if you're not if you're not sure what you 
want to do. Um, yeah, it just, it's a good, it's a good growth track. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks so much, Zay. Can you give her a round of applause as she makes her way off stage? So Zay's like a year 10 student um, and she now knows her spiritual gifts. She knows uh, what her passions are, what her personality type is and how they can all come together and find her um, place where she like, feels like she fits in here in terms of serving at church. And the whole goal of like what we do here at church is that we would find um, that feeling of I was made for this, right? That's, that's what I want for everyone here at church is that when they're serving or when they're involved, when they're here, that they're doing what they were made to do. Because I think that's the sweet spot where God wants each of us to be. And that's kind of the goal of where we want to get people. Um, So that's just the the start to this part. We're going to transition now a little bit to talking about this year specifically, right? So that stuff that I just shared is the stuff that doesn't change. What I'm going to start sharing now is is kind of our theme or our main focus for 2021. Um, So a few months ago, in September last year, Pastor Mike and myself, we took a few days and uh, we actually went to a house down in in Palm Beach and we uh, just spent time in the Word, praying together, and we just took a moment to pause and pray over this year and all that it was going to entail. We wanted to be really deliberate about spending time in prayer, spending time with God and just seeking His guidance because uh, at the end of the day, if we're just going in our own strength, in our own way, um, there's a a good chance we're going to lead the church off track, but we want to lead the church down a path uh, that God is leading and God is going before. So we spent a few days um, just in the Word, praying together, spending time together, and we would go on these prayer walks up and down the beach. And um, the first day we were there, we prayed for like an hour. It was insane. I've never kind of done anything like that. But we were just praying for ourselves as leaders, for our families. We were praying for our church. We were praying for the Gold Coast as a whole and like what God wanted to do here. And as we were walking, we were, we were walking in the sand, obviously. And you know how like sometimes you walk in the sand and it feels like it's like harder than usual because it's so soft. We were like trying to walk in the footprints of other people because that way it's like you have a bit more stability to walk on and it's a bit safer. And um, we, we, we were reflecting on this and we were thinking about where we want to lead the church in the next year. And this image of footprints was in our minds and we we're trying to think about how we're going to follow God uh, more closely this year. And we, and we thought about, you know, following Jesus and how Jesus actually sets a path for us, how he actually paves the way for us, and how in a spiritual sense, we also want to be like following his footsteps because there's more stability, there's more like a sureness of direction of where he's leading when we're following him, when we're walking uh, in the way that, that he's set out before us. And as we were meditating on this thought and trying to get some clarity about what this was going to mean for us, we came to this verse, which the kid's story was about before. And it's in John 14, verse 6. So if you have a Bible, you're welcome to open it up. If not, it's going to be here behind me. But it says this, Then Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Really powerful verse. It's loaded with meaning and potential. But what we don't always see is the context surrounding this verse and what's actually going on. In the start of John 14, Jesus has just, uh, just before that actually, he's told his disciples that one of them is going to betray him and another one is going to deny him in front of other people. Then he goes on to say, and I'm actually going to leave soon. Um, and then I'm going to come back and get you guys. Right? So the disciples are probably feeling a bit distraught or a bit worried at this point. But then Jesus says, it's okay, you know the way to where I am going. And so one of the disciples says, Jesus, we don't know where you're going. What do you mean? And then he says this. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. So he's talking about heaven. He's talking about eternity and and what he's got in store on the other side of this life for us. And he says, the point of it all is actually me. The point of it is Jesus. The point of it is having relationship and doing life with Jesus. That's the point of it all. But we're going to keep reading that passage Because after Jesus says that, he says, 
this. He says, no one can come to the Father except through me. And if you had really known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. So Jesus says, you'd know who the Father is because you've seen me, right? He's claiming that him and the Father are one. And then Philip says, well, Lord, show us the Father and we'll be satisfied. Right? Like, show, show us the Father and we'll be satisfied. I remember Jesus just said, like, you, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Like, you've seen, we're, we're one. But Jesus replied, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I'm in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not my own. But my Father who lives in me does his work through me. Just believe that I'm in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe because of the work you've seen me do. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I've done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. And what we see coming through so clearly in this passage is that having a relationship with God, being a Christian, is about having intimacy or having a very personal connection with Jesus. Right? And, and that is like our, our heart for, for you as a church for this year, that you might take steps closer and closer to Jesus, not just here on a Saturday morning or at a life group during the week, but every single day that you would actually get closer and closer to Jesus. And what we discover in that passage is this, is that following Jesus is not just something that happens in your head. It's not just something you do. Following Jesus is a way of life. Following Jesus is a way of life. And so we come to our theme for this year, right? Are you ready? It's been mentioned a couple of times already, so you might have already heard it. But our theme for 2021 is this. It is walking the way. Walking the way. Not running, not sprinting the way. Walking the way. And this is our theme for the year. It's something that we want to do as a church. You know, the, the early followers of Jesus didn't actually call themselves Christians. They actually called themselves followers of the way. And it's primarily because Jesus claimed to be the way, Right? They saw their faith not just as something that they did or that was an extra part of, of, of what they did with their life, but it was who they were, right? That following Jesus was who they were and that they were walking the way. 